incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. And Merry Christmas and come in the uh, Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to welcome back to the latest episode of the latest PS5. Uh, I'm your host Alex Sylvester, and with me, with as always, is Mr. Sonny Sangera. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good, mate. You know, I had a, we're having a white post Christmas in the UK. White post Christmas, yeah, slightly delayed, which has pretty much been the theme for 2020. <laughs> <Guess something. laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a, a nice little special one for you guys today. Uh, basically, we're going to be going over our top five games of 2020, which will include games from this year, uh, this infamous year, as well as um, some uh, throwback ones as well. But um, before we get on that, uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> Uh, well, I've platinum trophied Miles Morales, so obviously for listeners who are listening, I finished the game, um, did everything I could do, but my son wanted to play it, he's seven, so he did the new game plus mode for me, and I thought he could plop, uh, pop the platinum for me, but it didn't yeah. pop, I was like, huh? And then I checked and realised there was actually one more trophy I hadn't got, which is 25 wall takedowns, I was like, you're kidding me, you're kidding me, so I had to go into one of the... Um, enemy bases and just keep doing wall takedowns with camouflage till it popped but it did uh, so platinum trophy Miles Morales nice. um, playing the career mode in Planet Coaster it's a lot of fun and oh, like, slowly uh, moving forward in Demon Souls yeah. slowly so oh, yeah. Yeah, I passed level two. Uh, no no so I passed what many call the hardest boss in the game which is the Flame Lurker um, and for anyone who obviously played Demon Souls or has passed that bit in the current Demon Souls I did that with no magic and I did that with no um, upgrade to the weapon I was only on longsword 2 and it took ages but I got it done and now I'm stuck on a new boss which is the man eater which is a pain in the ass but um, yeah getting there slowly ever so slowly working my way through it what about you? Well, I've been playing um, a few games, but um, the one which is pretty much zonked, taking all my time, um, has been uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I know it's glitchy as hell, but for some reason, it just adds a nice uniqueness to it. And uh, I've, been, I've been lost in Night City for the, uh, the past couple of weeks now. I've nice. met Keanu Reeves, uh, Mr. John Wick of the, you know, 2077. And right now, the game is, it's great. You know, it's, it's really good, but we'll get into that because that's going to be one of the games in the list uh spoiler alert um but yeah so uh, let's let's jump in things it's been a very quiet week in terms of uh news but we'll be back uh hopefully next week uh post uh tier four or tier five restrictions uh hopefully um but yeah we'll have some news for you hopefully next week uh, but yeah we're gonna go through our top five games of 2020 uh start with number five so what do you have there uh so my uh top five well, my fifth game of the year. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, I didn't base this on... Um, this whole list is not based on just visuals or... Yeah, that's good based on... It's how I felt as I played the game, yeah. how I enjoyed it. Was I just, you know, in coasting through it, like not really paying attention, or was I really engrossed in it? And that's yeah. how I voted on these games. So my fifth okay. is uh, Miles Morales, um, okay. as we spoke about and the reason I put it in my list obviously the game's from Insomniac it came out November 12th which is for the PS5 it was a launch game and it came out on PS4 but 
this game, it's just got the feels, bro. It's got the feels, yeah. you know, you're Miles Morales. He's a raw Spider-Man. The story's yeah. great. The combat yeah. is great. The graphics are beautiful. The sound is amazing. The world is immersive. You know, you can't... When the original Spider-Man came out in 2018, I was just like, how do you top what they've already done? They just did it in every single way. The com Everything's wow. got depth to it. You know, the traversal, the combat... And the story, I can't spoil it for everyone, but guys, you know, girls, you know what I'm talking about if you finish the game, the feels. But yeah, <laughs> it's my fifth game, it's my fifth favourite game of the year, which means that, you know, the games above it have to do something special. Um, but yeah, my fifth was Miles Morales, Spider-Man. What was yours? That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, well, my fifth was actually Celeste. Um, which is a, uh, 2D scroller, which came out in 2018. Um, well, basically just recently been playing it on the, uh, pretty much every console. It's available across gen at the moment. Uh, it's a great 2D scroller. It's a nice little retro throwback, uh, you know, to the classic games like, you know, like Mario's. And <clears throat> it's basically, it is quite simple. You know, it's like a normal, uh, 2D scroller platformer. Um, but obviously the, uh, the controls kind of develop a bit more complex. So from just standard jumps from platform to platform, you'd be rock climbing. And then next thing you know, you've got to do a kickflip and you've got to somehow, uh, uh, dart across the screen. Uh, all this narrowly escaping, like the impending doom of spikes just beneath you. Uh, but it's got like a nice retro feel, as I explained before. It kind of feels like, not like a 16 bit era, but like a, you know, like a 32 bit era, you know, with the PlayStation 1 games. Mm. Um, but yeah, what's really got me is just the controls. I mean, like I said, well, as I was trying to get my words out, um, it's it does seem like a simple premise. You know what I mean? You just got to get pretty much from point A to point B. But when they start um, integrating like vertical integration, like you've got to collect these hearts in various places and you've got to kind of work your path out uh you'll be dying numerous times just to figure it out because there's only a certain amount of time that you can jump you know what i mean so when you jump onto a wall you can do a kick flip and then that's it if you have to do another click flip you're pretty much going to die so there's these little power bars that you have to go through so which will enable you to do another kick flip or uh you know to to grab a wall again it all sounds, you know, really weird, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely, I would recommend getting your hands on it if you can. Um, but yeah, that's my number five, and it's still got me now, actually. I mean, I've been able to play it on the uh, uh, the, the Stadia, and I've also been playing it on the, um, the Switch as well. But, uh, you know, yeah, Celeste was the game that many said would upset Red Dead Redemption 2 and God of War at the Game Awards and many other awards. Obviously, Red God of War cleaned up in almost yeah. everyone's game here, but the fact that small game like that was in contention with a Rockstar game and a Sony first-party game tells you how good that game must have been. It was. It, was, it is. It is. And the fact that it was made by an indie developer, uh, Matt Makes Games, um, and just a really small team um, of developers uh, to create a game which is that addictive. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be like a easy side-scroller game, but it's pretty good, man. It really is. Have you oh, played it yet? Have you jumped in it yet? Nah, don't be silly. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get onto it, man. Trust me. That's what I thought. But as soon as you play it in the next 10 minutes, you'll be like, damn it, man, i got to get that bloody heart. Nah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, right, so that's our number five. Jumping on to number four. Uh, so what do you have there? Uh, so this is um, a game that came out early in the year. Uh, it's called Deliver Us the Moon. And it's created by um, Kyoken Interactive. It's yeah. it, it, I, I talked about it um, a while back when I played it. Um, so it's a sci-fi thriller. Uh, it's set in an ap apocalyptic near future. Yeah. Um, so basically, Earth's natural resources are depleted, you know, um, completely. Okay. 
and um, a lunar colony, a, a lunar colony, which was established obviously on the moon, uh, was yeah. providing a vital supply of energy to Earth. But it's they've, it's gone silent. They've stopped. So obviously, Earth has sent a lone astronaut to the moon on this critical mission to save humanity from extinction. But the cool thing about the game is, um, you know, it's a mix of first and third person. It's very there's, there's puzzles in there and stuff that you have to solve. It's beautiful as well for yeah. an independent game. Stunning simulated yeah. ray tracing on the PS4. Um, great sound, great story. But the cool thing is the the story is told to you um, not in cutscenes. You do get cutscenes in it, but it's told the actual depth of what happened is yeah. in um, memos, voice recordings, holographic. Um, video footage, um, which is because obviously it's on the moon, it's set in the future, and it's just it's just a great game. You know, you get immersed. Yeah. You actually the story, then you know the narrative fully engrosses you, and you're just like, what happened? You want to know what happened? Great, great, great space game, and I love my space game. So, boom! In a year where we've had so many massive games, Deliver Us the Moon is there, and I highly recommend it, guys. If you've got it, it should be on Stadia. It should be on PC. Uh, you know, it should be on Switch. It's definitely on Xbox and PlayStation. Find it, play. It's probably ten bucks now. Uh, great, great, great six to eight hour game. Eight hour game. That's yeah, I'd part. probably say I'll probably six if you blitz it. But it's just a, such a great story, that, and it's just a unique game. You know, it's really, really good. Nice, nice. All right. Well, my fourth is uh, More Combat Eleven. Um, to those who familiar with the, uh, the Mortal Kombat franchise. It's the 11th in the installment. Uh, it came out, uh, when was it, a couple of years back. But um, basically, they had a couple of updates. Uh, I think it's the Aftermath, mm. uh, which is the one I've been playing. Uh, and listeners, you get to play as the Terminator. You get to play as Predator. You know, you get to play as Rambo, and you can pit them against all your favorite Mortal Kombat characters. So we're talking Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Neve Saber. Uh, it's, it's just an awesome game, especially in an era where Fighting games aren't really that prevalent at the moment. You know, we normally we have quite a few to choose from, but they've been actually holding the mantle. You know, um, Neverrealm Studios, and um, it's it's a massive. Uh, I mean, they they smash out the park um, with the previous installment, which was Mortal Kombat X. Uh, MK11 is just great instead of the, in terms of their story um, storytelling. Um, they developed all the characters in this one. It's um, uh, the, without any spoilers, uh, it's it's all about time. So basically, you've got the um, previous characters um, which have just uh, completed the first Mortal Kombat, and they've gone been transport, transported to the future where they're meeting their future selves as well as their children and offspring. And it's how the world is actually colliding because of this incident. Um, but it's a great story, uh, and that single ca- player campaign will have you um, spending hours on it alone. Especially with the update as well, and uh, yeah, and obviously the uh, the versus is out of this room, well, out of this room, out of this world, and obviously I'll be smashing your ass at it the next time that you're willing to pick up a pet. So, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my number four. Um, number three, there you go. Uh, so number three for me is Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima. Um, you know, it came out 17th of July for PS4. Obviously, this was during lockdown, and this was the epitome of open-world narrative-driven games. You know, I think only CD Projekt Red can touch Sony when it comes to these sort of games because it's... I think Cyberpunk actually re-highlighted 
just how amazing Sucker Punch are as developers, you know. And this game, we spoke about it so much. It's an open world game set in feudal Japan. You play the role of a samurai. The Mongols have invaded the island. They've stripped it down and you have been disregarded as a samurai and you've got to build everything back up to get the island back. That's the basic basis of the story. But in a world where open world games from Bethesda and CD Projekt Red and... Um, other games, you know, with the exception of Rockstar, maybe on a base PS4, have issues. And Sony not only delivered one of the most beautiful open world games ever made at the time, with ridiculous SSD speeds on a base PS4 model, you know, unbelievable. I mean, you saw how beautiful the game is. I couldn't stop sending you photos. But I just got immersed in that game. And that's what an open world game needs to do. Yeah. to keep me gripped and i know that's what cyberpunk will do to me because everything that people keep saying about it i'm like yep yeah, that that's going to grip me when i play the game and i'm going to play it when yeah. it's ps5 it's what gta initially does but then i usually get phased out by it because the narrative i start to get bored yeah but the thing about ghost of tsushima what made it so great is not just the main story but the side stories are not just one-offs two-offs they're like three here and then it stops and then when you go further in the main story they carry on those side stories so there's stories within stories and right. the whole world the characters combat it's such an accomplished game and if it wasn't for as i said to you and the listeners on another show uh, on another episode sorry if it wasn't for the another game that came out this year that had reoccurring characters that i was already invested in then this game would have been number two on my list or number one on my list so right, yeah yeah that's how good this game is so yeah ghost of tsushima um is my third game of the year nice 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 okay for mine it would be miles morales obviously it's number your number five but to me um that game was freaking awesome you know and the fact that they've just enhanced the uh the the frame rate as well so you can actually play it with the uh, high fidelity uh, graphics as well so you've got the ray tracing you've got it in 60 frames per second uh in addition to everything that you mentioned all the pros you know just how beautiful that game is and even though i still want to just play it completely and flatten it completely as soon as i get my playstation 5 it's hmm. um uh it's it's still up there for me um and yeah i really can't wait to get my hands on it so short and sweet i just got to say like though for when you do play and if any of you listeners haven't played it if you blitz the story, you will do the story in like four and a half hours. But the problem that you're doing is you're missing out on so much that yeah. adds to the story. A lot of the uh, side missions with another character lead into that final mission, which gives you more context and more depth. Doing the enemy bases gives you more um, context and depth, you know, and everything gets you set up for that final that final mission basically and if you just blitz it all you're gonna miss so much so if you yeah. haven't played miles morales mix it do one or two story missions do some app missions do the side character missions then do another story one mix it up a little bit improve obviously your fighting abilities and skills by upgrading spider-man and then you will need it for that last mission because it is absolutely insane but you're just cheating yourself out of such a quality game like i did a 62 hit combo without touching the floor. Like Sick. I took everybody in the air 
and I did 62, 62 hit combo. I was watching people, I was like, oh, wow, let's see how long I can stay in the air. And you can yeah, stay yeah. in the air because of the Venom powers. And that's what I'm talking about. If you don't upgrade, you miss so many powers. You know, yeah. I sent you a video of when he, um, you know, he takes all the Venom energy yeah, with inside his chest and then yeah, he explodes yeah. out. You've got to upgrade to get that. And if you don't, if you just rush the game, you're going to miss so much. So take your time with it and fully enjoy it because the story, the characters, everything. Again, it's amazing. Um, all right, India. Uh, so going over to mine, um, we're looking at um, uh, number three, is it? Number three or number two? Number two. Yeah, number two. Yeah, number two. Uh, so my number two uh, is going to be uh, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, as we've well, as I mentioned earlier on the show today. Uh, and you probably heard it pretty much from all the uh, gaming media around the, the net at the moment. Uh, it is a meme in itself. You know, the game took how many years? About nine years to be created. Uh, and when it finally came out, it just flops like a, I don't know what type of pudding. But only, <laughs> only on base machines. Only on base machines, yeah. Only on, the, on the, only on the base machine, but not only on the base machine. I mean, yeah, it, it ran terribly on the base machine, but basically the game is prevalent uh, for just having glitches upon glitches upon glitches. However... Yeah, I think those glitches gave it a like a unique uh, a uniqueness to the game. I mean, it takes place in 2077. Uh, you, it's it's set in a, a city called Night City, uh, which is uh, I think northern part of uh, the free state of California. Um, you play uh, as a role. Um, as a character V, he's like a mercenary on the outlaw, uh, and you can pretty much choose exactly which route you want to go to. I'll start with the corporate side of things, and he ended up getting ousted um, by his corporation uh, and pretty much just having to live a life of crime. Uh, and he eventually gets tied up into a situation where he is um, on the on the lookout for um, a chip which will enhance mortality uh, and that's pretty much the um the preface of the game and with that you mean you have to do like various missions uh you're um you're you've got a whole breadth of characters including keanu reeves and uh i mean especially when you do finally get to meet keanu reeves i mean it's, if for any of you john wick fans out there you have the time of your life believe me uh his gun is absolutely sick <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing uh but the storyline is pretty good as well and even barred little glitches with people taking drinks and the glass is like 10 feet away from them you know it kind of all adds to the lore of the game that you're actually in a, a virtual reality world uh and things just aren't as perfect as you would expect them to be so I kind of think it works, um, but definitely if you have um, haven't got a chance to play yet because of obviously the glitches, um, the patches have been uh, they've been quite um, they've been quite active with the patches, haven't they? I mean, every week they seem to be mm. um, improving the performance. Um, it's just I think it's just been given the green light for the base models as well. So uh, if you do manage to get a PlayStation 4 copy or an Xbox. Um, one version, uh, it should actually work at a stable frame rate, um, which could mean anything. <laughs> you know mm. I mean? It could be like 20 frames per second. Uh, but either way, uh, once it's running and there's not too much stuff happening on the screen, uh, you will get engrossed in the storyline. And it's one of the best um, open world RPG simulators that I've, that I've actually played. It's really good. It really is good. Um, and that's without giving, there's a whole load of other details that I could just throw in there, but I'm afraid I'm going to spoil it. So I'll just leave it as that. But anyway, that's my number two. Mm. Um, yours, yours, mate. Okay. Now my number two, ready for this? <laughs> da, 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 da. The Last of Us Part Two. It's not number one, listeners. I know everyone's thinking, wait, what? Isn't it like number two on his game, overall games? It is, but it's number two. On my 2020 game of the year, you know, created by Naughty Dog, came out the 19th of June. What is there not to say about this game? You know, it's so funny. Again, 
gamers panned it for the leaks, critics didn't. It won a, you know almost all Game of the Year awards. I think it's like it's at seventy something Game of the Year awards, and the closest to it is at twenty one or twenty two or something. It's ridiculous, but there's a reason why for that game. You know, nobody in this industry can do adult orientated narrative driven linear story games like Naughty Dog you know they are experts at it from mocap to graphics to combat to just visuals everything the fact that they got this running this game that looked like a next gen game running on a base PS4 model is unbelievable and you know they it tickled Alex's uh, eye fetish for a little bit uh, until he saw Miles Morales but um, you Way know, better. I think the thing about The Last of Us is it's just a, a game. Every it, it ticks every box, but it does what not a lot of games can do. When you do a sequel, it, it's a dangerous move to have uh, a game of the year. You know, obviously the original Last of Us won all of its Game of the Year awards as well. So to follow up to that, it's like trying to make Cyberpunk twenty seventy eight. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's a dangerous precedent to try and make something better than what many people already say was perfection. But they yeah. did it, you know, and when it gets pulled off like that, it's a great thing, you know, things like Lord of the Rings and you get entertainment mediums like, you know, can Marvel finish off Avengers in a way where people are happy and they did it with Endgame? Can the Mandalorian regroup Star Wars fans and they did it with season two? You know, they and Last of Us did it with games, you know. I don't know yeah. what, you know, Many people who are listening to this have probably heard about it. You know, the combat is great. The characters are great. The story is great. The visuals are stunning. Just does everything. The world, that's the most important thing, the world. And the switch in the middle of the game. And then, obviously, Abby as well is such a strong character. And it goes into places other games dare not touch, you know. with, yeah. um, And that's what makes it so brave. And they pull it off absolutely stunning you know it's absolutely amazing and and when i played it and i finished it i had to sit down and think to myself is it is it the best game i've ever played and then i thought let me just go back and then i watched one trailer of god of war and i said like, no it isn't it's god of war still the greatest game i ever played but last of us that that's what it did it took time i even said to you i need I kept telling you as I was playing it, at this current point in time, at this current point in time, this is where it is. And it just kept growing and growing. It's a great, great... And it, it was another game I just kept sending you videos of, like, how, how good is this game? Like, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It it's a great really game. Is, it does look amazing, yeah. <clears throat> but that, yeah, yeah, is my number two, The Last of Us Part Two. You know, I can't wait for that um, PS5 upgrade patch or whenever that, you know... Fingers crossed. I really want to play it again because I'm ready to platinum the game. I'm ready to do it. But I'm thinking, do I play it, or are they going to turn around and say, "Oh, guess what? There's a patch coming," and I was like, "No, I played it before the patch." <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing my money's on June. My money's on June. Yeah, oh, I can't June. wait that long. I cannot wait that long. All right, so number one, I'm correct. Um, we let's are. Just have a look. Yeah, so for mine, uh, let's go first. Um, is Astro's Playroom? Because I know you're gonna have something spectacular in yours, but um, yeah, Astro's Playroom, which I think is. Um, one of the best um, innovative games, um, uh, what pretty much to, in 2020, yeah, pretty much in the last 10 years, definitely, um, especially introducing um, new uh, users to the PlayStation 5, as well as the DualSense, the uh, adaptive triggers, uh, the haptic feedback, um, as well as their um, 
their salute to the whole PlayStation history and lore. I mean, you see, um, you know, like uh, games like Devil May Cry, Tekken, Death Stranding, uh, not to mention the actual consoles as well that you can actually collect to now. So basically, it's like a great uh, thank you to all the fans, which I'm sure we've mentioned in previous episodes. Um, but Astro, um, Astro's Playroom is definitely up there. Um, and I think if they do decide to just go forward and make this into like a full franchise, I really think they can actually have a successful uh, competitor to the likes of Mario uh, because Sony doesn't really have that once as yet. I mean, at one point they did have Crash, isn't it? They were trying to push Crash at one point, um, mm. but that kind, of, yeah, that kind of died down. But definitely Astro uh, is uh, my game of the year and that's just purely because of um just the innovation yeah fair enough it's not as you know uh, extravagant as pretty much a lot of the big budget games which came out there um this year um but in terms of innovation uh in terms of imagination and where the ideas that they used in this game could be incorporated into future titles um it's it's up there it's up there you know mm. so definitely groundbreaking but anyway that's my number one game of 2020 so over to you mate for the final final number one Okay, so my number one game of the year, if it isn't The Last of Us Part 2, what could it be? Well, as I said at the beginning, a video game, you know, my game of the year was ranked on how it made me feel, what it made me think, you know, did it make me laugh, did the emotions come out as I was playing the game, did I, was I always engrossed in it, and this game ticked every single box, it made me laugh, it made me cry, it made me feel, it made me just, you know, applaud the yes. gameplay uh, it's yeah. Astro's Playroom mate that's my game <laughs> of the year that <laughs> is my game of the year it does everything okay like The Last of Us Part 2 was the pinnacle The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima were the pinnacles of a generation you know which was the PS4 so what do you do how could you possibly top that on PlayStation 5 with the introduction and to and Sony knew they had something special because they put it on every PS5 right out of the box you know and just the moment the pad comes up on the screen with the cubes and you can feel every little thing and then it asks you to pull the triggers yeah. down and everything and it's just yeah, yeah. the good. audio design like when you hit ice the pad feels different the triggers feel different you know the sound coming out of the pad everything is immersive in this game and the, from a platforming standpoint it's perfect you know there's nothing there's no mistakes there's no like oh they could have done this better everything is absolutely pinpoint perfect you know it's why reviewers and critics said they out nintendo nintendo on this one because it's a nintendo game that sony made yeah. but it has 25 years of nostalgia in it and that is the feels because you unlock things like you know when you unlock uh like objects or items in a game it's like a coin or a map in this one it's like a memory card or a dual shock yeah. adapter or something like that and when you see it you're like oh no i remember that and it yeah, gave you those memories moment. and things like that and yeah as you mentioned when you see the little characters playing around like with death stranding and kazuya uh, i mean with jin and uh Heihachi fighting each other it was kazuya sorry fighting and all these other characters and stuff. It's just so cool and seeing, um, you know, the Last of Us characters. And again, the platforming is great as well. The nostalgia is there from PS1 to PS2 to PS3 to PS Vita. It even has the GPS add-on that came out for the PlayStation Portable in there. You know, absolutely everything. And on top of that, 
just the gameplay and the controller excelled. I, I was excited to yeah. sit down and play the next level of Astro's Playroom. My son just wanted to play Astro's over Spider-Man because he loved the game, you know, and my wife would be like, that looks so crazy, you know, and it's just amazing. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but the boss battle at the end is like, yes, PlayStation, I bow down to you. You did it. It's amazing, you know, and in a world where Sony focus on you know these single player narrative driven games it's nice to see that not only can they do you know a throwback but they do it all based on playstation and it's perfect this is better than any documentary any video or anything because you're playing it and it's not just that it's the little things like the i didn't even know you could do it it's like i unlocked the original playstation one console and it sits in like this museum room i jumped over it and I hit the uh, the open button and the disc tray opened. I was like, oh, no, oh, no. And then I thought, let me try this. Then I started flying over the power button and the sound comes on. You're like, oh, no, what's going on here? And you get a trophy popped and stuff like that. And then you can climb up to the top of the PS3 and touch the buttons. And it's, it's so good. It's such a great game. Highly recommend. It's what video, it gives you everything emotionally that a video game is supposed to give you. Um, yeah. If you've been a PlayStation gamer and a PlayStation fan, I'll tell you straight, if, if Xbox ever made a game like this, I would play it. If Nintendo made a game that was, you know, Smash Brothers is their game, you know, dedicated to gaming heritage. But if they did a, a platformer like this that had heritage to Nintendo, I would play it. Same with Sega because games like this come once in a generation and we were lucky enough to get Sony's one on day one of PS5. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait for you just to come here. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna let you touch Miles or anything. You're gonna clock from start yeah, to finish everything yeah, of this Astros. Is based, this is based on like you know how many hours did I get to get, get to play on that game. Like two. And it made, yeah, exactly. And it made such an impact. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, it's been kind of a quiet year for games anyway. But uh, in terms of innovation, this one is second to none. Second to none. And this is coming from you know from the Nintendo innovation camp. You know what I mean? I mean they they pretty much hold innovation down to their um that's that's their main core for any of their games. Uh and this is something that they're gonna be studying. <laughs> Definitely, especially for the next Mario. Uh I mean some elements were in the uh, like the Mario Odyssey game, um, which showed about what, twenty million, but anyway, we want to get into that. Um but yeah. Yeah, the elements of using the resistive triggers as well, you know, as you're climbing up the walls, mm. um, the haptic feedback, you know, the different textures that you're actually um, walking on, whether it's mud or ice. And again, like you said, mentioned about the sound, uh, everything is just crisp. It's just a well-packaged um, game. Very well done from the, um, from Sony. So, um, yeah, so that's it, man. Jeez. Well, I'm surprised actually when you said that that was going to be your top, um, your top game. I had, to, well, I had to think, and it was... It was a game where I just did not want to put the pad down, but yeah. I didn't want to finish it like all in one shot. So I sat there and I'd finish the level. And I'm like, I want to play more, but I stopped myself. I was like, I want this to last. I'll do the next level tomorrow, the next day. And then the next day. And then I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. And it's beautiful as well. It's such a great game. So innovative. And I, like I said, I was just happy to play that game and that's that's when you know a video game has you when you're excited and happy to play exactly yeah yeah exactly. like you talked about earlier about feels you know that's, exactly. been, that's been a while like you, you, you said it earlier you know you can't wait to go back into Night City you know I'm the, yeah. I'm the, I'm the same like I can't wait to just go and get my ass sh- sh- shot all over in Demon Souls but I can't wait to go in there because I'm like I, I can do this I can do this challenge but Astros was just like I'm going in 
to appreciate and play through my history of video games. And it was funny because like I would see peripherals for PlayStation consoles and it reminded me of the launches like you know the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, 3, 4 handhelds and playing games and Midnight Club on the PS2 with a multi-tap, you know, what those were the days and it's it's all in there. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, it's like a nice introduction to the uh, the next decade, the next generation of games. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Sony is definitely leading the way in terms of freshness and ideas. I mean, Xbox is quite quiet, but hopefully they're going to, you know, at least... Uh, their their next generation doesn't through. start till, 2020, uh, till Halo <laughs> in 2021, right? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It doesn't start till late 2021. So we'll give them the year to get yeah. ready and hopefully they come out um, kicking, you know. Yeah, hopefully. But um, but uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to our top five games of 2020. Um, some games that you may know, some that you may not know. Uh, but what we definitely recommend is um, just go out there and just play some games. Uh, rec- um, I'll definitely recommend uh, any of the games that we mentioned today. Um, it would definitely be worth your while, and a lot of them are on sale at the moment. Um, so you can grab yourself some really good deals. Um, but yeah, we just want to say uh, a big thank you to all the listeners. Uh, I mean, obviously we started this uh, podcast uh, some months ago um, and we're pretty much gathering a pretty decent following. So it's been exciting. We just want to say thank you to all the listeners who uh, tune in every week. Uh, we've got some great plans for 2021. Uh, it's going to be an intense year, but um, we're going to be there uh, right on the buzzer uh, with all the latest information, news and some surprises for you as well. Um, we all hope we do hope that you've had a really good Christmas. Um, I know it's not been the best of year um, all around the world, obviously, and we're hoping that things are going to get better for 2021. Um, but we do wish you um, a happy new year, and hopefully, it's going to be a um, an exciting one. Uh, any last words, mate? You know, echo your words there. You know, I hope you all had a great Christmas. Hope you have had a great year. You know, we st- we did start this in the spring. And we've got, obviously, 31 episodes in 2020, which is great. There's a lot more planned, which we'll talk about in episode 32, which will be in 2021. You know, we'll talk about it all next week. Um, There's amazing content coming for you guys. And do I have the final word? Yes, you do. Oh, the final word of 2020 is, listeners, please remember, in a year where there's been ups and there's been downs, 2020 has been a very unique and different year for so many different reasons one thing will always stay constant and that is sunny is the king of tekken good night everybody (laughs) your joke was good